Hello, and welcome to the Uplifting Content Podcast. I'm your host and the founder of Uplifting Content, Ioni Butler. And in each episode, I'll be speaking to a special guest about a topic that matters. Enjoy the show. Today's guest is someone that I actually met, I want to say three years ago, doing a uh, Prince EA video. Um, someone who has inspired me a lot with the work and was fundamental in bringing about uplifting content. So this is nice that, that we are now connected again. Mm-hmm. And my guest today is G. Ben- Brian Benson, which we're going to call him Brian. But when you're <laughs> looking for him online, you type G. Brian Benson. Um, Brian, how are you doing today? <laughs> I'm really good. Thank you, Ioni. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining me. Yeah. Um, I like to kick these episodes off by asking the guests to share whatever it is that you would like to share about yourself, uh, your story, where you come from, what you're doing, whatever might be nice for us to know about you to, to, to kick us off. Sure. How many hours do we have? No, I've only got uh, 30 minutes. So you got to keep pretty. I know it's like (laughs) day one, I was born. It could get, (laughs) no one's gone that deep though. (laughs) Well, I I, I was, but I won't. Um, (laughs) In a nutshell, I went from Oregon, Salem, Oregon originally, and I left my family's business 10 years ago, kind of into the unknown. And I really no idea what I was going to do going forward, but just through listening to my intuition and following a couple of um, things that it was telling me, I ended up writing my first book, which um, I self-published. And that just kind of pointed me in a whole new direction. And I've just been on this interesting kind of crazy journey the last 10 years of doing a lot of things that I had no idea that were inside of me. And it's been uh, really cool. Ultimately, you know, I kind of, people ask me what I do. And I think I I create positive content, whether it's the form of a a self-help book or a children's book or um, a short film that I I write and sometimes act in or videos, spoken word videos, you name it. I just try to kind of interesting how everything that I've created has been an an extension of my own self-growth process. So if I can learn, grow, and gain self-awareness for myself. I hope that what I'm putting out there helps other people do the same thing. I like that. It sounds very much uh, similar to my story and, and what I've been doing and working towards. And I'm curious yeah. how, how that transition, how did you transition from the, the job into this? Because I know that there's a lot of people that follow this platform that want to be shifting out of the work they're doing into something that's more meaningful, making an impact, making a difference, helping people. Um, and it's quite difficult. It can be quite difficult to, to make that change. So I'd love for you to share a bit about how you moved into that. Well, I, uh, we had a golf center. It was a driving range and retail store in a nine hole par three course that I'd been running for a long time. And I grew up working in and, I just felt like I was done growing there and I kind of felt like I had this gift inside of me that wanted to come out, but I didn't know what it was. So I just had a chat with my dad and luckily he was on board. He just wanted me to be happy. And so we decided to sell it. And so it took a year. Yeah. It took a year though for me to actually kind of hit the road and begin my new life, whatever that meant. And so that last year was kind of tough because I was just raring to go. Mm-hmm. But it needed to happen because that's when my book, first book kind of accidentally happened. I, I was just out of balance and I sat down one day and wrote down five things that I knew that would help me during this period. 
And it did. And my intuition then said, expand the list. And so then this book kind of came through me in about a month, which was unexpected, but really exciting. Mm. And, and so then I self-published it and I ended up leaving the business and I moved to Reno, Nevada. I have a son, well, I have a son who lived about 30 miles away in Northern California, mm-hmm. who was just entering high school. And I wanted to be there to support him and, and really connect with him. But then I also kind of I felt like I needed to be in a new place as well, just to kind of reinvent myself, if that makes sense. Um, Because everybody knew me as, you know, what I was doing there in Salem. So um, I knew, I felt like I needed to um, do some stuff for myself to really um, get, to help share the book. And I was terrified to public speak. So when I got to Reno, I forced myself to do some community college speech classes. I did Toastmasters for a year. I, co- I hired someone to co-host an internet radio show with me. I created an interactive workshop because I thought I was being kind of clever. So I didn't have to talk the whole time, but it ended up working out okay. Mm-hmm. And I even took it. Yeah. And I took an acting class too with no plans of acting, but um, that's another story we might get to, but due to that, that kind of pointed me in the acting direction as well, which brought me to LA five years ago. So it was just really blind faith in just trusting my, my hunches and stepping toward them. And then kind of one thing kind of ha- kept happening after another, which gave me my next task or my, you know what I mean? My next mm-hmm. um, opportunity, mm-hmm. which has brought me here. I like it. So I think, I think that it's, it's, it's am- I think it's important to have. So I'm guessing that from the state of the business, that kind of gave you a bit of a buffer and a bit of time to to move into that um, is an assumption that I'm making, correct me if I'm wrong. Um, Because I always feel like saying to people, if they're ever thinking of doing a life change, rather than just to like quit everything and just go for it, to have have things in place or to have something set up so that you're not all or nothing and you don't have big pressure and stress on the thing that you're doing. So I'd love to get your thoughts on that. Well, I totally agree. Um, I was... I had a little bit of a cushion because I had a little bit of money coming out of the sell of the business. So, you know, it wasn't totally all or nothing. I mean, it was all or nothing yet. I had a little bit of a cushion, which made a lot of difference. Mm. Um, But, you know, for someone who's wanting to make a change or feels like, you know, it's time for a change, you know, there's ways to kind of maybe gradually make it happen so that you don't totally feel stressed out trying to make it happen immediately because more often, you know, as you know, it takes a while mm-hmm. for things to, for, for seeds that we plant to, to come to fruition. And, and if we're feeling pressure, um, whether it's financially or whatever, it's, it's going to block our energy as far as being able to really being creative and, and being open to just happily expecting the unexpected. And that's kind of the place that I got myself to be that um, every day was potentially um, just an amazing experience because everything was so new for me. Mm. And I just kind of got, you know, became this really great manifester because I just expected new opportunities to kind of fall into my lap, which in turn um, forced me to step out of my comfort zone. Mm-hmm. which I continually did over and over, which wasn't always easy, but yet it just, it was this, it became this really interesting um, juxtaposition of, of moving forward and feeling alive, yet being forced to 
see what I was capable of and what was inside of me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's interesting because um, I like that you uh, had that expectation of that good thing that things are coming and stuff is on its way. Because I'm, I'm definitely a firm believer in the law of the attraction and um, putting stuff out into the universe. And oftentimes it comes back and it's just so on point. But there's some times yeah. where I just can't have, I don't have the clear vision and um, like relationships, for example. So I'm, I'm single. I've been single for a long time, which is fine by me because I, I don't need to be in a relationship for the sake of it. So I'm okay. I hear you. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of the same way. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. So there's this putting it out there and like having that expectation that someone's coming, but it's not the same as when I'm like, I'm going to space because I am going to space or like I'm getting my Tesla at some point I'm going to get Tesla or like <laughs> I'm going to build a retreat center in Joshua retreat. Like these things are a very definite. And then there's sometimes there's things that are not so definite for me. And I'm curious to hear your, how like, with your visualizing your, your experience yeah. and that stuff, like how has that been for you? What can you advise to people? I think if there's a very, very fine line of kind of like maybe goal setting or maybe having an idea how you, how you want something to come into your life and as well. And then the different side of it is just have that intention and being open to however you get there. Cause I think sometimes goals can be a little bit narrow and we feel like it has to happen a certain way. Yeah. And, and that in, in, in essence is a form of control. And we're usually not benefited when we try to control stuff too much. And I, I know myself have gotten into some problems with that because mm. um, I do feel like I know where I'm headed, um, even with shaking knees and all. I mean, when I was three, I told my mom I was put here to inspire people. Yeah, that's amazing. That's amazing. I know, right? It, where did that so, come from? I don't know. I just told her that and she reminded me not too long ago. So it's kind of interesting how it's, you know. <laughs> mm. um, it's, it, I guess it's kind of happening. And so it's like my life was, my life mission was already kind of set there for me. And just by honoring my intuition, I got on that ride. Mm. And, and so, um, I really try hard to just hold an intention and be open to however I get to it. Cause you know, I had no plans on acting or doing any of this stuff. Initially when I started writing the books, I felt like, okay, well this is maybe how it's going to be. But um, when I broadened broaden my horizons on reaching it, then all these other things started happening, you know, acting and, and, and what have you. And, and for me, it was such an important part of solidifying my foundation and, and learning how to be in front of a camera, learning how to be uh, more comfortable in front of people, learning how to feel more publicly. Mm-hmm. Acting has been a great training ground for me with that even though I've kind of taken a half a step back since then it was what I needed to do mm-hmm. and so um, I guess for me goals are fine but just remember that um, you need to kind of lay off a little bit and not squeeze it too tightly and mm-hmm. feel like you have to do it a certain way because that that can be counterproductive and limiting yeah if you're just sort of going at it in one in one direction mm-hmm. um or just or just trying to make something work in one way trying trying and kind of not surrendering to to the process of life and what's unfolding yeah and i think i don't know if i quite answered your question because i mean i think there's different times when maybe it takes a little bit of a different approach like maybe mm-hmm. for a, a relationship example you know we all we all need connection and intimacy on some levels and we all want to kind of try to find that in a way that works for ourselves and our lifestyle and what have you and and I think if we 
if we go looking for it too too tough too 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 hard um we might not i don't know we just we can lose ourselves a little bit mm-hmm. you know what i mean try to try to make something fit that might not necessarily be a good fit mm-hmm. so there's this fine line of of like putting putting it out there that you would like to meet someone that you can connect with and and really be yourself and vice versa um Mm. and just try to, you know, try to allow it to come in instead of just, I'm on a mission. <laughs> yes. There, yeah. I definitely think there's an element of um, just belief and, and trust and faith and, and letting it be um, being open to all the possibilities and trying stuff, but not just being so forceful with it. Cause like, yeah, I think that changes the energy and it changes the output. And then it, then it makes it about lack. I feel when you're, um, when you're forcing something, it's saying, I don't have it and I need this to have this rather than putting it out there, believing that it's already there and it's going to come when it's ready. It's, it's a different type of energy. So I'm, I'm all for that. Agreed. And I think sometimes if we're trying to force something specifically like that, I think maybe certain expectations get in the way that can really cloud yeah. things and mess things up. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah, my expectations in relation my as, as my expectations that I've had for relationships have definitely got in the way of what could unfold because I've decided this is how it needs to be. <laughs> yeah. It did not go very well. We've all done that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So um the title for this episode was let's talk about how to have live a fun, balanced, healthy life. And so you talk about um life balance a lot. Could you share a bit about what that means to you and how you found that kind of life balance? Yeah. Um, you know, I think it's funny. It's kind of no um, coincidence that my very first book was on a whole bunch of different ways to stay in balance because going forward, I really needed to learn those lessons and have that understanding of um, how to maintain balance going forward with all that I've been doing. And for me, balance, staying in balance and kind of being aware of what works for me routine wise. And you know what I mean? Those it's been like my, um, Oh God, it's just, it's, it's, it's been my lifesaver. It's been so important for me to, to follow that and have that in my life, which in turn, you know, I, I, you know, I, I, it's it's been, it's it's really helped me gain a lot of Mm self-awareness and, and I can recognize those times when I start to, feel tired and uncreative and instead of trying to push through like I used to and nothing would happen and I'd waste a lot of time trying to get work done mm-hmm. I now back off and, and do some of the things that I know that will maybe help refill my cup you know whether it's a day trip or take a whole week off or, or just go for a hike I mean it there's different levels of what I might need at a particular time I can totally, totally relate to that. There's a lot of my day where I'm kind of like filling it with stuff because I feel like I should be working. Yes, and, yes, um, yeah, yes. I'm reading a really great book. Um, that's the one that I'm interviewing in a few weeks. And um, again, like we've all been in, he talks about how, you know, we've been told by society that we have to work hard and that we've yes. kind of got to do stuff. And actually, you know, that, that we've been sold this idea of like an eight hour work day. But actually, if you can get your stuff done in an hour, why not work for an hour a day and then spend the rest of the day doing something that you enjoy if you get your stuff done, which typically tends to be what I do. I just kind of fill a day because I feel like I should be working, not being very productive when I should have just worked solidly for an hour, done a bunch of stuff. And then just been like, Ioni, you live in LA. You don't have to go to work. Go and do whatever you want. Like that's kind of. <laughs> yes. Yes. 
No, I know. I mean, I totally agree with you. I, there's a part of me though that, uh, and I'm sure you're the same way that there's this driven nature that gets into my way a little bit where, you know, cause it really technically is something we could be doing all the time, whether it's creating, whether it's marketing, whether it's whatever. Right. Mm -hmm. And so it's just, uh, it's a combination of whew, just really allowing ourselves to, um, take a break when we need it so that in, in every time that I've taken a break, when I've come back, I've been so much more creative and gotten so much done in such a short period of time that it's just, it's, it's against human nature to, to, you know, we think we need to push through and, but I don't know, I, I, I can get a lot of work done when I'm rested and whole. Right. And inspired. Yes. Yeah. Rather than forcing again, forcing when you're not feeling it. Um, so yeah. You've kindly offered to give away um, five hardback copies of your new book, Habits for Success, and then yeah. five audiobooks to winners, which would be great for our listeners that are overseas. Um, and we'd love for you to, so actually you can t tell us about that one and then also your previous book. And and I love that you said that it came to you, um, it just sort of came to you. And I, this, I love that. And also at the same time, I hate that because <laughs> I've heard other people talk about this. And one of them is Gabby Bernstein, who I interviewed a little while back. And she had, she said like, you know, things come because then when I'm not being, when I'm not like divinely connected to source and like stuff is being channeled through me, yeah. I, I get really stressed out by it. I'm like, I know. Where is the inspiration <laughs> so um, we'd love to hear about your experience with that and, and the books. Sure. Well, so the new one habits, it's my fifth book. It's my third self-help book. And I, I've also done two children's books, mm -hmm. but um, this is my first book with a publisher. Everything else I've done was self-published. Mm -hmm. And and so, you know, I, I'd like to write, but it's, I don't, I'm not one of those that just writes every day. I only write when it kind of comes through me um, or when I feel the impetus to, but the new book, it's just a culmination of the last 10 years of my life. Um, another thing that my mom reminded me about not too long ago is she said that all I said, the only word that I ever said was why I just kept asking why mom, why is right. this? Why? Right. And so I think as I've been on this, my own kind of version of my own hero's journey, the last 10 years, I've sat in the observer's role paying attention, um, of my own life kind of, you know, cause I've always tried to be the best version of myself. So I'm paying attention to what works, what doesn't work, where I get tripped up. Um, where I'm, you know, squeezing too tight, you name it, what have you. And so all these things I've written about, I think there's like 47 or 48 chapters are just things that have been important for me in my own self growth and self awareness process. And so I just tried to um, write it in an entertaining, inspiring and thought provoking way, you know, and included stories and, and just um, why I feel like each particular habit's important for, for our foundation. And can you tell us some of those habits? Yeah, yeah. Um, one of them is get creative. I think it's really important for everybody to be creative. You know, I don't want everybody to think that they have to produce an amazing piece of work or art or whatever. That doesn't necessarily, you know, mean being creative. I think, you know, it could just be journaling. It could be just doodling. It could be mm -hmm. gardening, you know, but I think being creative is so important um, for our souls. And I think in some way it's, it's us connecting with source at the same time. And so I think it's, it really is a fulfilling, you know, um, activity for us. And I think it just makes our lives much more enjoyable and, 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 and it can allow us to share as well. 
-hmm. So um, I think being getting creative is really important. Mm -hmm. um, yes. Another one I think uh, that's in there is, is be vulnerable. Mm -hmm. You know, I think that's really important. Um, ultimately, I think at our core, we all are trying to be, you know, as authentic as we can be. And, you know, we're, some of us, you know, have things that are holding us back for whatever reason, maybe our modeling or, or experiences or whatever. But yet when, you know, if we can, if we can really learn how to be vulnerable and share, it just gives other people um, permission to do the same thing. And, and I think when we can be vulnerable, it, it just releases a lot of the weight that yeah. we carry around. Yeah. I think it, um, it can really help us maybe not try to fill our, those voids in unhealthy ways, you know, in, in, in trying to find that self-acceptance and self-love that we all want. Yeah. And, and so I think that's very important too. That to me, uh, the vulnerability thing has been something that's led to a lot of the work that I've done, just sort of sharing authentically what's going on with me. And a lot of people have, um, resonated with it and it's mm. and it's and it's helps a lot of people and you're right I think that we put a lot of there's just this facade that we kind of put on and it's exhausting and it's uh. frustrating <laughs> and especially if there's a lot of um, emotional stuff going on with you just you know pretending that you're okay when you're not it was my birthday a couple of weeks ago and I had um, two girlfriends didn't couldn't come to didn't want to come to my birthday. One of them because the shooting had just happened in Thousand Oaks, and then the fires were happening, and she she was just very upset by the whole thing. And another one, my my girlfriend was having issues with her boyfriend and like a lot of stress and like a lot of turmoil going on. And they were like, "I'm so sorry, I can't come." And I was like, "I absolutely don't mind. I would rather you." be at home and deal with what you need then come and to my party and pretend to put on a happy face for <laughs> everyone because it's I just find that the most heartbreaking thing when we put on this like I'm fine <laughs> inside like it's it's not fine you know like yeah. and it's okay to be real and as soon as I share those things that are going on with me I feel really shit right now and I don't know what it is or whatever's going on. Um, just that relief. <laughs> it's just, it's just, it just saves so much energy than um, putting that mask on. Well, yeah, absolutely. I think when you just admit it, then I think it just begins the healing process or at least you're saying that I'm open to, to working through this, you know, instead of just, fight 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 and in social media makes it tough because mm. more often than not we're just seeing everybody's best when we're comparing that with our worst mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and exactly. so um which is why i try to share authentically on social but there is like a huge part of me too too that filters everything that i put up there that you know posts stuff to get as many <laughs> likes as possible it's like you know, i know i hate it it doesn't, I do too. I do too. And there's, I'm a, I'm an introverted kind of person by nature. I'm an outgoing introvert. And so sometimes, you know, it's, I'm also kind of private. So I share a lot, but yet there's still a part of me that needs to keep some of that, you know, on to me for myself. Yeah. yeah. Um, so it is a fine line and that whole marketing thing on social media, just, uh, you know, I'm proud of what I've done and I want to share it, but yet it's, it doesn't always feel good because yeah. it just doesn't feel like I'm doing it authentically. I mean, I'm trying to. It's difficult because I feel like as soon as you start to question. Look at me. Yeah. About, yeah. Well, there's that. But as soon as you start to craft something, as soon as you're like, hmm, what am I going to say for this post? Or let me see yes. if there's an element of it that is not authentic because you're, you're deliberately trying to do something to create. 
it, it just in itself, it's very difficult to be. So I think for me, it's rather than um, uh, tr trying to be completely pure with everything I'm posting, just having a different attitude towards what I'm posting. Um, mm -hmm. I interviewed, well, actually, no, I didn't, but we had Jay Shetty mm. for the, uh, the Uplifting Content podcast. Uh, sorry, the Uplifting Content. Um, we did a summit last year. And um, he was really great and talked about how the stuff that he posts basically just asks himself like a filter question of like, you know, what, what is, what is this doing for people? What is my reason behind posting this, this message? So if you are spending 20 minutes crafting a post because you think that it's going to really have a profound impact on somebody, then that's great. I, on the other hand, have a negative attitude about it where I'm like, oh, I'm having to think about it. So it's fake. And I hate being, I hate social. I don't want right. to speak. And I've got all this drama attached to it and story. Right. We can do it as long as we're just, you know, why am I doing it? What is it saying? <laughs> How is it helping? Asking those questions. It's, you know, it, it, there's such a fine line. And I think those times when we do feel like we need to do it, we, you know, we just put it out there. Our energy is not behind it. And, and, you know, I don't know if you noticed, I mean, if people respond to it differently or not, but um, uh, yeah, that's such a tough one because I feel, oh, I need to, I need to do something. So I'll just find something and I'll slap it up there. But, yeah. mm -hmm. but those times when I really, you know, feel, ah, I feel inspired to just make a mention of this, whatever people love it, you know? Yeah, so it's, it's almost, it's almost better maybe not to do anything until you feel like it. And, and I, I don't know. I, I, I would say that that's true too. Yeah. Rather than just mindlessly just posting something <laughs> for the sake of it, because there's that's enough right. content anyway, there's too oh. much stuff out there. So why add yes. to that noise? And if we will own, if we all just were to post where we had something <laughs> real meaningful to say, how probably much better, how better things would be. <laughs> right. But we, we don't want people to forget about us. I know, I know, I know, <laughs> I know. You're right. And I'm going to, okay. I'm going to try to do that. Better. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm going to see if I can impl implement that. Um, no, definitely, because I've definitely been looking at sh shifting what's going on the Facebook page and on social and like kind of really figuring out what I want to say rather than just, just hammering stuff out and yeah. seeing how that works. But it's interesting. I feel you. Yeah. So everyone, that's it. That's our time is up. It goes super quick. Wow. Um, you can enter to win Brian's book. Um, it'll be, all the information will be in the show notes or the, um, the, the captions for this post. And um, we've got links to all of his, his stuffs everywhere. Um, but actually, why don't you share with us where is a good place for people to, to find you? Thank you. Uh, my website's gbrianbenson.com and all the books and there's videos and short films and all kinds of cool stuff on there. And so gbrianbenson.com. And then you can find the new book at uh, the link habitsforsuccessbook.com. Beautiful. Um, and so what, what is next for you? Obviously, you're going to be pushing the book for a little while, but what's next yep. for you? What are you excited about? I'm excited. To, you know, there's probably always been a little bit of fear. I mean, I did a TEDx talk a few years ago, but I, I, I want to speak more. And so I'm really dedicating next year just to kind of, trying to share the book, but also get out and do a lot more speaking. Perfect. Yeah. I feel you with that. It's, uh, it's, it's really fun, but to me, it can be incredibly stressful. And I put <laughs> so much pressure on myself for it, like yeah. crafting the perfect talk. Yeah. And what I found is when I just have talking points and talk and, and, and free flow, there's a lot, it's much easier and more enjoyable. Well, I, yes, me too. I would rather just take the energy of the room and a question and just let it evolve rather than regurgitate something. And um, something I try to really think about every time, and you might, you might already do this, but just think about, it's like, 
whenever you have to give a talk or something to say, it's not about me, it's about sharing me. Mm. And that kind of helps take the pressure off for me. Nice. I like yeah. that. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. I like that. I can do that. <laughs> yes, you can. And so can I. <laughs> well, thanks everyone for listening. I'll be back next Tuesday with another episode. For anyone on the Facebook, remember to go to following and then see first at the top of the page so that you actually see the posts from us when we come out. Subscribe um, to the podcast on iTunes and uh, check out our supporter program we'll have links to that in the subscriptions too i'll be doing weekly facebook lives with the supporters only so it's a great chance to talk about and discuss anything that you've got going on and you get loads of other exclusive content Mm. um but brian thanks again for joining me today and uh, i look forward to reading the book and giving away 10 copies to you guys so make sure that you enter (laughs) thank you it was a lot of fun my pleasure take care thank you for listening to this episode of the uplifting content podcast If you enjoy this podcast and find it uplifting and inspiring, please leave us a review on iTunes. If you take a picture of your review and email it to us at info at upliftingcontent.com, we will send you a little gift to say thank you. Also, to make sure you never miss a beat, subscribe to my email update. I promise I won't spam you and I send less than one email a month on average. You can find the sign-up link in the show notes. See you next Tuesday for another episode. Bye.